Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Yo, what's up everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you are all having a brilliant February so far. can't believe <laughs> it's just crazy. Time is like an illusion, at least for me. Like I feel like, ugh, man, even 2020 ending felt like it happened yesterday. And it's already a month in. It's just crazy how quickly things move, especially. And it's a bigger reminder to stay present and to be in the moment and to breathe and just connect with what is and slow things down. Because if we don't intentionally slow things down, things get really fast. And I'm super excited for this week's episode. So I got a lot of messages from all of you about my annual reflections that I sent out at the end of 2020, which was a two-part series. If you haven't listened to that, definitely recommend checking those out. And just a lot of feedback, a lot of, a lot of encouragement, actually. And a lot of you shared that it was really great for you to hear my processes and how I'm sort of navigating the different, uh, waters that I throw myself into. I mean, I have multiple businesses. I'm doing my best to navigate my own sense of self, my own sense of purpose, my, the questions I'm asking in life. I mean, there's a lot of things that I do behind the scenes that doesn't really get shared a lot. And so in the spirit of, just keeping the trend going, I thought I would share my monthly reflection too. So January was an incredible month, lots of growth, and I definitely had a lot of lessons, a lot of important lessons, a lot of really, um, and I'm not going to dive into them on this intro because the entire episode is me talking about my lessons. But I will say this, the habit of reflection, I think, is one of the, the biggest gifts you can give yourself. Paying attention to what works, what doesn't work, it doesn't take a lot of time. I mean, I take maybe 20 minutes at the end of the day to just catalog how I felt about my day, um, what went well, and then finish it with some gratitude. And at the end of the week, I'll pay attention. And then by the end of the month, I'll just take a quick look at what went well, what didn't go well, and what do I want to take with me into the next month. And I think that, you know, when you're, when you're looking at life through that lens, it's really hard to repeat mistakes. Like you're always going to make mistakes. You're always going to screw up, at least in my life. Like I'm pushing the edges of what I want to experience in my life. And if you're also someone in that same space where you're wanting more out of your life, you're going to break things. Like things are not always going to go well. There are going to be uncomfortable situations and uncomfortable feelings. But I want to encourage you, if things don't feel good, that means you're growing. If things felt safe and and assured all the time, you that means you're not doing anything different. You're just staying the same. And so don't run from it. Instead, create processes, rituals, and and practices that can allow you to sort of navigate the chaos. And that's really what we talk about on this week's episode. A lot about how to navigate the chaos, how to change your own relationship to the unpredictable flow of life. And, and just a few tips and tricks from my own experiences over the last month to help you get through February and beyond. So 
I hope you guys enjoy this one. Georgina asks incredible questions, as always, just to bring out so much juice. And so um, couldn't do this without her. So, so, so much gratitude for her. And uh, yeah, if you haven't already subscribed to us on iTunes, go ahead and do that. All that means is every single time I release a new episode, whether it's one of these, whether it's a solo reflection, or if it's a guest episode, or if I just feel like sending you guys some love on a random day, all that means is that when you subscribe, it drops straight into your inbox. And so that you don't have to go look for it. It just comes right in. You can get some juicy positivity, juicy nourishment from the podcast and, um, and allow it to be a part of your, of your, of your week, part of your day and something that you can lean on when things get difficult. Um, I want to send you all so much love and a big hug. I hope 2021 is, if it's not going the way you wanted it to, I hope you're recognizing that you can choose to change the energy whenever you feel like it. And a monthly reflection process is actually a really great way to sort of change the energy of what happened. It's like, okay, January was this month. I'm going to choose to make February this. And you can choose to bring in a new energy whenever you feel like it. So enjoy this episode. But without further ado, here is the amazing Georgina L. Morchetti and myself. Enjoy. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everyone? And welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. This week's very special episode of Stay Grounded, which is with one of my favorite people on the planet. Yet again, welcome back, Georgina. Hello, Raj. Thanks for having me back. I'm so glad and so grateful and so excited to kick off this new monthly reflection. You know, after the feedback that I was getting from my yearly reflection, I realized not only was it helpful for me to share all of my lessons in that format and have you of all people who has seen the growth sort of pull it out from me. But not only was it helpful for me, but it was also helpful for a lot of others to sort of peel behind the curtains and see what actually goes on in my life as somebody who is an entrepreneur with multiple companies, as somebody who is trying to create fulfillment and growth and experience the richness of my own life's experience. So I'm really excited about the opportunity to do this on a more micro scale, on a monthly scale, because doing, doing your reflections on a yearly scale is one thing, because you get to see the big picture. You get to see how something that happened in January leads to something profound. And uh, it's easier to connect the dots when you have a full year's worth of data to look back on, like you can weave everything together. But on a monthly basis, you don't get that data set. Like there's still a lot of things that are uncertain. There's still a lot of things that are uncovering. The chrysalis is happening. There's so many open loops that I have no idea how they're going to end yet. Like I have no idea where they're going. I just know that in this moment, this is a lesson that's resonating. In this moment, this is an experience that feels right. In this moment, I need to be focused here and I need to be letting go there. And I need to be reminded of these lessons in their fullness through these ups and downs that are so roller coastery in the moment. And I think there's something really powerful about being able to extract lessons from this lens and being able to pay attention to what's showing up from this perspective, while I recognize that at the end of the year, it's going to be a lot more clear. By the end of the year, something that I may have realized in this moment may or may not mean the same thing. I could be like, oh my God, that thing that I was freaking out over in January makes complete sense why that thing showed up in December because I have more data points. I have a map 
and I can now see that path. So I'm really excited about being able to reflect and be in this space with you, sort of digging in while the scab is very fresh and just picking, <laughs> picking at the scab, if you <laughs> So What a lovely image, picking at the scab. <laughs> right. I don't want to show you my scab right now because it's still really <laughs> fresh and gooey, but, um, but it, it's been an interesting month. You know, we kicked off. I, I, I told myself that 2021 was going to be the year of like choosing and choice and creation. It was going to be the, the year of just making things happen. And what's interesting is it's, it's been interesting because I, I set that intention to make 2021 my best year yet. But when you have that intention to make 21, 2021 your best year yet, that innately implies that your best is something that is like juicy and, and, and filled with joy and pleasure and, and awesomeness. But I have been realizing that that's not necessarily how it goes. And I really don't have much control over, over what my best actually looks like. And so it's been interesting kind of kicking the year off with that intention of I'm going to make this my best year yet and recognizing that my best year yet may be different than what I initially planned or wanted. So I think that's a great place to start. That's a great distinction between that, those two things. And I'd love to know with the intention of making this your best year yet, how did you actually approach the year? So what, what, have, you, what have you introduced this year that enables you to create that outcome of making this your best year yet? So I started the year with this like powerful sort of idea that I am in control of my destiny and this powerful idea that I had just outlasted this crazy 2020. Like I had gone through this crazy year and now I have, I I have everything I need. I finished the rite of passage. I am a king. I'm, I'm allowed to now create and be that person every single day. And innately, I started the year out with that idea that like, I am in control, but that's, that's, that's the distinction. Like I am in control and that idea of being in control is what actually creates suffering as well. Okay. Right. Because when you, and cause I think it's important to, to feel like, like you're powerful. I think it's important to feel like you have everything in, in you to experience the fullness of life. And I think it's also important to recognize that we don't have control. I think it's important to recognize that the only things we can control are how we respond to life. The only things we can control are who we are becoming and who we are in every moment. And I, I, I'm realizing that that intention to, ha- to have my best year yet was attached to things that I wanted to accomplish in my year. They were attached to external things, and I was then attaching my sense of control and my, and, and how well I was doing to how many things were getting done, how fast things were happening, what was unfolding, the way it was unfolding. My mm-hmm. sense of control was based on that. And I, I'm realizing more and more that at least one of the biggest lessons I'm taking is that I don't need to control the outcome. I get to control how I show up and how I choose to show up every single day and changing my, changing my perspectives from the end result to then like, how much can I experience in every moment? How much presence can I give to every moment? How can I just do everything in my power to experience whatever's showing up today with everything I've got while staying married to the idea that I have a quarterly goal, Yeah, that I've got this thing I'm trying to hit. Like, how can I, 
How can I dance with the uncertainty of life while also maintaining agency and control over my day, over my, over my efforts, over what drives me as a human being? I'm really feeling this distinction between, and I think a lot of us, we in this mode of chasing like an outcome or a goal or, or something we want to have. But what I'm hearing you say is that there's also this, this depth to life as well, this depth of being able to be present with who you are in this moment. And how that's just as important as the direction you're going into. It's like, where are you right now? So I'd love to, I'd love to hear a bit more about how have you been able to deepen that presence piece? And how is being more intentional about who you are showing up as? How is that enabling you to create your best year yet? So one of the biggest lessons I learned this month or in January was, so there's the masculine and the feminine in all of us. The masculine desire to create my best year yet that's a very masculine desire, right? There, there's an element of like knowing of certainty of finality that's really kind of wrapped into that masculine desire of like, go, 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 create, 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 ambition, 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 right? What I'm recognizing is that that's also based on known endpoints. So I know what I want. I'm going to do everything in my power to get there, right? That's the masculine. That's the masculine in all of us. What I am realizing is that most of the things that I've wanted in my life or most of the things that, and this comes with a daily gratitude practice. Like when you can actually practice gratitude and look back on, this is one of my favorite parts of reflection. When you can look back on your year and see all of the beauty that unfolded. For me, one of the biggest lessons that comes through is all the things that I love most about my life right now were things that I didn't even know I wanted. Give some examples. Well, let's talk about my business partner, Patch. I told myself years ago that I would never have a business partner. And and I met Patch two years ago. And if you would have told me, you know, almost two years ago, if you would have asked me like, Raj, what would you want in a business partner? Like who would be your perfect business partner? Who would be your perfect counterpart? I would have made a checklist and a list of things and people or things, qualities, traits that have nothing to do with Patch. Like Patch is, was not the person I was looking for. He was not like I, in my eyes, like it just, it just, he just wasn't that guy. But in hindsight now, I can't think of a better business partner. I can't think of like how much growth we've experienced as a partnership, as a conglomerate of companies, like how much we've been able to create as a result of us being who we are for each other. So that's a great example of like, if I would have gotten what I wanted, it would have been a very different person, mm -hmm. but my idea of that person was based on my past experiences and what I know, mm -hmm. but I got what I didn't even realize I wanted. Cause you were present. And... and that's the beauty of it. Like it's trusting that, okay, this person is showing up into my life for a reason. It's flowing really easily. It's not like I'm trying really hard. This thing is just showing up. I don't know why, but I'm trusting that the universe knows what I don't even know I want. Like the universe has a better idea. And so trusting that and creating in that direction. Now I say this because the masculine, again, I know what I want and I'm going to go get it. Yeah. Right. The feminine is the dance. It's the patience. It's, it's the surrendering. It's the, it's the, it's the trusting in the divine unfolding of, of life as you will. So as you're creating and going after the things you want, also knowing and recognizing that what if, what if what I'm experiencing right now is going to lead me to 
experiencing something that I didn't even realize I wanted? What if that is what's happening right now? And all the insecurity I feel, all of the nerves I feel around trusting this path is actually my spiritual journey. Like I have to heal those things. I have to learn to trust. I have to learn to be more grounded and centered in my knowing and who I am and trust that whatever I'm and trust that there's something juicy on the other side of this. I just don't know what it is yet. Can I just experience what's happening instead of needing to have certainty, instead of needing to know how this thing connects with that thing, instead of, instead of playing out chess, can I actually just experience what's happening and trust that it's flowing for a reason? It feels easy for a reason. There's, there's some sort of reason that I don't even know yet. And that's why it's showing up. And, and this is why I mentioned what I said at the beginning of the, of the episode, that, that timeline, right? Because when you, when I look back in December, I'm going to know why that thing showed up. It's going to be clear. I already know it. It's going to be clear why that showed up, but I don't know right now. I can't know right now. All I can do is trust. And that's the feminine. And that's that dance. Dance of creating your best life while recognizing that what if you don't even know what your best life is? What if, what if there's something here that can allow you to open up possibilities that are so vastly bigger? And what if this is an opportunity for you to heal, work on yourself to be the type of person that can actually experience something way far greater than you could have ever imagined for your life. So I have to ask you, what are some of the ways you're allowing yourself to, to trust? And what are you doing to allow your, or who you being, to allow your feminine to kind of flow in the way that you're able to keep your eye on the direction, but at the same time, be present with whatever is showing up, even when it doesn't seem to be going in the place that you want to be headed? Like how are you cultivating that skill? Well, it's, it's patience. So like patience and, and, and learning to, it's, it's actually self-love because when something isn't happening at the speed I want it to happen, or if something isn't happening the way I wanted it to happen, or if something isn't happening in a manner that allows me to feel good, which is a big one. Like if it doesn't feel good, normally people try to do everything in their power to change a situation so that they feel good. For mm -hmm. me, it's been a practice of sitting with with the insecurities, sitting with the anxieties and trying to understand why something not working out the way I want it to work out is causing me all of this stress. And that's been a daily practice. When you say sitting, sitting with it, what, what does that actually mean? What does that look like in practice for someone who's never had that experience before? What does it mean? What does it look like? So for example, if there's, there's a work project that I really wanted to get done by a certain date and it's not happening in the way that I want it to, or people aren't showing up or something's falling through and I feel like a failure or I feel like I'm letting down myself because I told myself 2021 is going to be my best year yet. And all of a sudden it's not like, what the fuck is happening? Like I'm not getting where I want to go. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll sit with that feeling. With the feeling. Um, can I allow myself to go deeper into the feelings of feeling like a failure? Or can I go deeper into the feelings of feeling like, I, like I'm not doing enough, like I'm not competent enough? Or if, if, if there's some element of that that I can go deeper into, like, can I be with what is? And what I'm realizing more and more, one, another big lesson that I had this year was realizing that no one else is going to be on your tombstone. Your name is going to be on your tombstone and that's it. So all of these stresses that we carry about other people don't matter. 
your relationship with yourself is the most important relationship you can cultivate. You are with you. You've got you. And when you sit with your feelings in that space, it's almost like you get to like, I've been realizing when I sit with the feelings of being like a failure, it's me allowing myself to, it's, it's, it's me making the declaration. Hey, I love you, Raj. I love you. And I'm going to allow you to feel like this, but you don't have to, if you don't want to, we don't have to let this thing allow you to feel like a failure. We don't have to allow this person to allow you to feel like a reject. We don't have to allow this situation to cause this stress for you. And the only way I can actually get to that point is by sitting with the feeling. Because when I feel it, I'm like, and then I'll cry or I'll have some sort of an emotion. But then I'll realize that all those feelings are happening inside of me, right? The anxiety is happening inside of me. But if anxiety is happening inside of me, so is love. So is joy. Mm -hmm. So you can create those feelings internally. Like, like you don't have to wait for an external thing to create the feeling. You can just create the feeling inside of you. That's power, right? Right. Like your feelings are yours. Like you can practice that. And that's really what I've been realizing. Like I generally in my life, and one of the biggest lessons I had this month was I wait for something externally to feel good. For example, if I want to, um, if I want to feel a sense of, you know, fulfillment, I will go help someone. Great. But here's the thing. Me feeling that sense of fulfillment is now tied to me doing something externally. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So the real question is, and then if that person doesn't receive my help, my feeling of fulfillment that I'm craving is now tied to an expression or an external attachment or an external outcome. So can I actually sit with myself and create that feeling of fulfillment myself? Can I, can I tap into a memory? Can I tap into something that can allow me to feel that sense of impact, that fullness, that gratitude within me? Can I practice that? And can I create that wholeness so that I don't actually have to wait for anything outside of me to feel those feelings that I am having the best year yet, that I am doing? Like, can I just create those feelings myself? That feels super powerful. It feels like that, that really does bring like the power back into you, like you're in control, even though, even when you're not in control. And I'm, I'm curious to know, I, I'm really getting this piece about sitting with your emotions and allowing what is to be present, to be present. But where do you draw the line between, say you're feeling like a failure or something's gone wrong and you know, if the self-love piece is missing and you find yourself in this downward spiral, how do you know where the line is between feeling the way you should be feeling in that moment and then knowing when you are then self-talking that feeling to continue rather than allowing yourself to come out the other side? So that's the thing. There's the two endpoints, right? The feminine and the masculine. Mm -hmm. The masculine is the decision that I'm done feeling this way. And that's something that's conscious or is that something? So for me, for me, the way I get to that point is by allowing myself to feel. And then when I feel, I remind myself that I have a choice to not feel this way. I have a choice to not allow this thing to make me feel this way. And that's the decision. Like, I'm going to go do something. I'm, I'm going to fill myself up with my own love and I'm going to do something about it. Like I'm so whole and I choose me mm-hmm. and I get to decide what I allow to make me feel this way. And that's a choice. That's a decision. That's a declaration. That's a, that's the mat. That's the dance. It's like the, 
it's the surrender, but then also there's like this powerful push, like, no, fuck this. I'm not going to allow this thing to, I'm going to, I'm going to give it permission to feel because I, I recognize that it's showing up for a reason and me resisting it is causing more suffering. Yeah. Right. So there's that wisdom to just go with it. But then there's the other side. It's like, well, no, I don't have to feel this way all the damn time. Like, because I'm amazing. I'm awesome. My year is actually going really well. Look at my, look at how much I have to be grateful for. It's a choice to then practice those other things that can fill you up in a way that can allow that wholeness to exist, which then allows the next wave of creation to uncover. Like it's the dance. It is an absolute dance. And I have support systems. Like I have accountability structures that allow this to happen, right? Like every Wednesday, like I have sessions with Grace, my hypnotherapist. I have sessions with Britt, my mindset coach. I have sessions with Andy, who's my, who's my men's work embodiment coach. Like I have these people in my life that I can go to, right? That can remind me to go into these spaces. But then I also have life in its most beautiful forms. Like I, I, I design rituals that give me the space so every morning I'm feeling and every evening I'm making a decision. Every evening I'm looking back at my day and being like, great, Raj, this was your day. Nothing you said you wanted to get done got done. You felt like this, 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 and this. Tomorrow's going to be a different day. I'm going to wake up with an absolute fire to crush the fucking day. And that's a decision, right? Like, I love that distinction. That's so powerful. This way of navigating, like the feminine leads you into the flow to be present with what is, but then you can use the masculine to change direction and to choose. Right, like because the feminine is about receiving, right? It's receiving love. It's it's allowing the permission for you to feel everything in your body. It's it's that nourishment, right? So like that's the wholeness. Like the wholeness comes from both. It's like realizing that you get to feel all this stuff whenever you choose to. And then embodying that and, and taking that forward into the next, into the next phase. Like mm -hmm. when you're creating from a place of wholeness, it's a lot different than creating from a place of anxiety, yeah. right? Yeah. Like when you feel the anxiety and instead of sitting with it and, and returning to wholeness, if you act from that place of anxiety, for example, if you don't feel, if you're with your partner and your partner doesn't give you the attention that you're craving, and now all of a sudden you go and you start drinking or you start looking at social media or you start doing something to fill that void. That's an action that's being taken from a place of anxiety, which actually just perpetuates the problem. But when you can sit with it and then learn to feel and fill and create the emotions you desire in yourself, now you're healing. You're, you're actually healing, like you're, you're healing the root cause of what's causing those things, which then just creates a snowball effect because you're giving yourself the permission, like you're using life as that thermometer or that thermostat, like, like something in life is causing you to feel a certain way, be with it and change the energy of it. Because just because something isn't happening on your time frame doesn't mean it's not happening. That's so true. It's still happening, like, right? Like it's just not happening at the speed you want it to, but yeah. Your idea, like again, like wanting what you want versus wanting what you don't even know you want. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is the way I look at it. Like, at least in my life, this is how things have worked out just from experience. I'll sit here and I'll do work every single day on a project, make marginal progress. And then out of nowhere, some door will just open. I'll meet somebody. Some crazy opportunity will show up. The market will change. Like da -da -da -da, something will happen mm -hmm. and then things will just blow up. Like, for example, 
I'll tell you, one of my goals was to launch a YouTube channel by the end of the month for myself. Like I wanted to start serving in bigger ways and creating more content and doing that. Things fell through the cracks because I had other obligations show up, things show up, all this stuff, right? But then out of nowhere, Clubhouse, the new app just falls into my lap, falls Mm -hmm. into my lap. I don't even know where it came from. It fell into my lap and I had colleagues and different people invite me to be on their stages and speak. And I have been able to impact so many people and help so many people there in an organic way that I didn't even plan on doing at the beginning of the month. That's an example. That's an example of like, like that's, you just don't know how things are working out. Like that's the beautiful part of not being married to the, the absolute concrete plan. It's, it's recognizing that change can happen in an instant and trusting that whatever's showing up is showing up for a reason And it's you having the intuition to trust that and you doing the work, the necessary work to feel comfortable in that uncertainty, in that chaos, in that dance, because control is not feasible, but order is right. Oh, that's, that's yeah. Order and chaos. Those order is the masculine chaos is the feminine. That's the life. Like outside of every chaotic thing is actually a container that's holding it together. And then outside of that container, there's another element of chaos, which is then surrounded by order. Like, that's just the way that the universe is. So I think recognizing that dance is is one of the most powerful things we can do as human beings to create a more fulfilling journey of expansion and contraction, the duality, the stillness and the creation. Like the there's a duality in this whole thing. And I think that's something that we get to find our flow with because that is flow. Flow is flow is an absolute dance. Yeah, and I love this example, the clubhouse example, like you you achieved the outcome you wanted, but in a way that was actually more aligned, it felt more authentic, it was more in flow, even though it wasn't the YouTube channel, you still had the same outcome. And I, I think this is really what faster, you're saying. Faster, faster. Yeah. Like I have 2000 followers on clubhouse from me being on there a week and a, in, on a week and a half. What? That's, <laughs> you that's see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. right? Like I don't understand, like that's the thing, like, but if I tried understanding how did this happen? I, I would, it, it doesn't serve. How does this fit in the plan? Da, da, da. It doesn't serve. It's important for me now to recognize, to pivot for February. Like, all right, what is the goal? Is YouTube still the goal? It could be, and it probably is. But how does that goal now evolve? And I think that's what's so powerful about doing a monthly check-in for your goals too. Like, what did you say you were going to do at the beginning of the month? What actually happened? What pivots did you have to make? Why? And how are you growing? Because I think, man, I've realized this from my life. Like, I don't actually set anything other than quarterly goals now because I'm realizing that when you're in the process of creation and flow, things change overnight. And most people who are actually tied to a yearly goal get shot in the foot because they're trying to make something happen based on Mm -hmm. data points that were available. Mm -hmm a month ago. Mm -hmm. But the important process of growth is recognizing that you are always having data points coming in. And it's your job as a human being to pay attention to the data points and properly use those data points to then make shifts in your life that can empower you to go with the flow of what's actually happening, not what you wish was happening. Yeah. Well, I guess with that perspective as well, if you're not attached to the outcome, like a specific outcome, but you were just you have a, an idea of where you want to be headed. 
I, I'm get, getting the sense that you're going to be much more open to seeing the opportunities that are there or to seeing maybe the signs of the universe or to being open to this person who suddenly pops into your life. Like, what is it they have to offer you? What is it? What, how do they connect up with all of this? And then this is when you, you, know, you can move forward even faster because you're able to, instead of resisting stuff and, and closing the door on something that actually is there for you to walk through, suddenly you get much in, you get in this flow you're able to dance through life in, with much more ease and grace. This whole month, healing every part of me that wants to have a sense of certainty. Can that sense of certainty be a feeling? Because feeling certain. Yeah. Again, right? Feeling certain is different than experiencing or having certainty. Like, Talk through, talk through the difference because that's a really like having certainty like is 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 a is a desire like I want to know how the hell this is going to happen I want to know where this is going I want to know what we are if you're in relationships like if you're dating like I want to know tell me feeling certain for me is a certainty of self it's knowing that no matter what is happening outside of me I've got me I'm good I love me like. I'm I'm going to be able to navigate and dance through anything that shows up. That feeling of calm, faith, like that's an internal feeling. It's 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 grounding. It, it it puts me back in my body. It's not heady. It's not racy. It's not fast. It's present. It's trusting. That's a feeling that you get to have no matter. It's causeless. Like there's no cause that can create that feeling. It's just a feeling. I'm curious, do you find it easier to make decisions? Like when you come from that place of inner certainty, like how, how is that enabled? Of course, you to there's, well, better? I'm more connected to my intuition. So if I feel like doing something, I just do it without overanalyzing. If I feel like calling someone, if I feel like texting someone, if I feel like starting a project, if I feel like opening up a dialogue, I just do it. Because it's coming from that place of like wholeness. Like it's not coming from a place of, expected outcome or needing to like the expectations Mm -hmm. like there's no expectation that's just coming from wholeness because the outcome of whatever i am putting into the universe is not tied to my sense of certainty my feeling of certainty is separate from the thing that's happening outside of me i think that's that's the main point the feeling is yours one of the best ways I, i was really shown this this month was if you think about love right? Let's just think about love from a parent. Let me ask you, Georgina, if your mom doesn't tell you, I love you in every single second you're alive, does that mean that they don't love you? No, of course not. Why is that? Because I think you get to a place in a relationship where you kind of feel it and you, you feel certainty with it, that it's, that it's present. I think with a child and a parent, if they've said it enough times, you feel it, it's there, right? It's in your body. So the love is there, even though the expression of love uh, isn't happening. Yeah, that's a really powerful distinction. And I guess it's right? interesting that it's there, even when it's not declared or said. It's like, you, you, it's there, it's there. That's it. That's it. It's right. there. The love is there, but we attach ourselves mm-hmm. to the expression. Oh, this, right? is such, this is such a good distinction. This is Like so we good. attach ourselves to the expression. So like... yeah. If this person doesn't text me, if, if this thing doesn't happen, if I don't hear this, if I don't see this, if I don't taste this, if I don't like, if I don't experience this thing outside of me, it's not real, but that's, 
that's not true. The expression is a bonus because the feeling is the feeling. Wow. Did you, did you have some experiences this month? How did you come to this distinction? How did you figure that piece out? This one came from one of my, one of my coaches. She helped me break that down where I was trying to find, I think my whole life, like if I think about my love language, it's words of affirmation. So when I, when I, when I, when I don't hear appreciation, so when I'm doing something for others, when I'm doing something and I don't hear appreciation, Hmm. I feel like I'm not enough. Yeah. Or when I do a lot for somebody or when I give, when I pour my heart into something or, or, and it's not seen, it it triggers a, a feeling of I'm not enough. And I wanted to heal that. And it was present for me that week. And that was the way that it, like when we, when we went into it and we started going back and forth, that was a piece that became very clear for me and that I was attaching myself to the expression of love, not, not, not the love itself. And when you realize you can create the feeling internally, like the feeling is yours. And like the most powerful thing you can do to love yourself is to is to recognize that you are the only person that can see yourself the way that you desire to be seen. Like, I mean, I'm the only one that knows all of the chemicals and concoctions and biology and social, social, like, like everything that's happening in my body. Like I'm the only one that knows all that. And so if I'm attaching my feeling of love that I only know, and I can only create in myself to an expression that's coming from someone else who doesn't have the same chemistry, biology, chemical makeup that's happening inside of them. I can't. So like the only expression of love that can actually allow me to feel the way I want to feel is mine. How is this? How is this? Now that you've embodied this understanding, what kind of things? I don't know if I've embodied it. I'm practicing. I don't know if I've embodied anything. That's a tough word. How is this piece of information or this insight? How is this shifting things for you? How has it contributed to what you've experienced this month? It's brought more importance to my rituals uh, to allow myself to feel love. Like, so when I meditate now, I'm, I'm really sitting with the feeling of love in my body. Really That's sitting right. with feelings of joy. Right. Really feeling, sometimes sadness. Like, but sitting with it and knowing that, like, these are feelings that are mine. They're not, like, even impact. Like, I, I, I think a lot about how do I want to impact the world? How do I want to make the biggest difference on the planet? Like, what am I here to do? I ask that question fucking way more than I probably should. Um. What I'm realizing even that is like, it's one thing to make an impact. It's another thing to feel impactful. Yeah. Right. Like it's to feel impactful is a feeling that's yours. Like it's not tied to anything like making an impact. Sure. It's, there's a tangible Mm -hmm. outcome to that. And you don't need to make an impact to feel impactful. You don't need to create importance in order to feel important. You don't need to like, there's a difference between the, the doing and the outcome and the feeling. Like they're both very separate experiences there. So I, I think that's, so me having rituals in my day to remind myself of that. So anytime I do feel like something triggers me out of choice, like, or out of like, out of unconscious, like if I feel something without me consciously creating that feeling, that's an opportunity for me to then be like, go back to my rituals to really 
sit with what's happening, to practice gratitude and feeling grateful and, and being with those emotions. And I think that that's, it's been, it's been a process. I wouldn't say that I've fully embodied it. And I don't know if I ever will fully embody this. I think we're all trying and doing our best, right? Like we're all doing our best to get better at navigating and managing our emotional states. If you're growing in life, right? Like I had this really naive belief that, oh man, I had a fucking crazy year in 2020. 2021 is just going to be the exact opposite. What kind of a naive belief is that, right? It's the idea that once you're done growing or you achieve a certain outcome in life, like you never have to grow anymore, but it's not true. Like growth is a lifestyle. And so growth is a lifestyle. Yeah. Growth is a lifestyle. So like, I'm, I'm really learning now, like, okay, no, like if I'm growing in life, if I'm creating in life, if I'm doing things that I've never done before, of mm -hmm. course, I'm going to get triggered. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm going to keep hitting deeper and deeper and deeper wounds in myself. But that's the edge. Like you're living at your edge. And I think the commitment to living at your edge is one of the most powerful commitments to yourself you can make because you're saying, wow, I'm not going to accept the status quo. Like I want more. Like I want to see how good my life can get. I want to see, I want to taste the upper limits of what is possible. And if you're playing from that space, like you're going to get triggered. Like it's impossible to just be joyful all the time. Like, no. So talking about these extremes of experiences and the feelings, if you look back at your month, what has been like your biggest high? the biggest win and what about the biggest the low point what have you learned from those so my biggest highs are and, and i'll say this because and highs and lows are different than wins and and not wins so that's really important sometimes wins like experiencing a huge win can lead to a really big high mm -hmm. but in my experience the highs aren't actually tied to an end outcome and there's a beautiful movie called Soul. If you haven't seen it yet, I'd highly recommend it. But in that movie, it's it's very much shown that, you know, the, the guy spends his whole life waiting for, oh, if you haven't watched it yet, this is kind of going to spoil it, but just forget that I'm even saying it. Earmuffs. Um, at the end of the movie, he gets to a point where he got the thing that he wanted in his life and he didn't feel the way he thought he would feel. And that's the way I look at like the outcomes, like, oh, I got this massive sale. I did this big thing. That wasn't the actual high because the highs are momentary. The highs are in the moment. And, and some of the biggest highs for me have come from getting the reminder that I have no idea what's in store and being reminded of that. Like, for example, I bought this crystal after I met Phil, uh, who was on the podcast last week. And I've had a really fascinating experience with crystals in the month of January. Like, learning to pay attention to them, learning to find these interesting rocks and, and, and buying them without knowing why I'm buying them. I'm like, oh, that just feels really good. I'm going to buy that one. And uh, I bought this one crystal from him a few weeks ago without knowing why. It just caught my eye. It was this beautiful Peruvian opal, gorgeous stone. And it just felt like the perfect stone. And I carried that with me. And I was heading to meet up with my business partners uh, in Arizona. And I didn't know why I carried that stone with me, but I did. And I usually don't travel with stones. Like, it's not something that I do. I had this big-ass rock in my pocket. Like, it's not a huge rock, but it was like a good-sized <laughs> rock sitting in my pocket. Good-sized <laughs> rock sitting in my pocket. And I just felt good. It's like, like I just want to hold on to this rock in my pocket. It just feels really good to have this with me as I'm going to meet up with my business partners. Well, I posted on Instagram that I was in Arizona. A dear friend of mine messaged me uh, in my stories, and he was like, dude, you're in Arizona? Like, 
come spend the day with me once you're done with work. So after my trip, I drove up to his, his place. This guy never checks Instagram. This guy never does any of that. He just happened to be online and he saw me and he's like, oh my God, come. That experience then turned into us having like an eight hour long conversation where we, we sat down and he had been going through some things in life that, that I was so uniquely, give, uniquely gifted to give him context on. And I had no idea. And he was able to help me with some things that I didn't even realize I needed help with. He was embarking on a new journey. That was the night of the full moon. And we then pulled out my crystal. We sat down and we set intentions Mm -hmm. for what we were going to experience the next month together as just a brother, brother, just having that. It was such a powerful experience. I don't know if you guys do full moon rituals, but I've been practicing this thing where whenever I have a full moon, I write down on a piece of paper what I want to let go and what I'm committing to letting go. It was that idea that I'm sharing with you all on this podcast now that I don't want what I want. I want what I don't even know I want. And I let go of that. And I had a beautiful conversation with Jason. And then the next day he's, I'm going to the airport. He's taking me to the airport. I realized that I forgot my crystal. It was left at his place. And I realized now why, why that crystal came with me. It was meant to be let go. It was meant to give me strength to let go of the need to cling on to a way of being, a way of doing things. And I recognize this is my mind creating meaning. But it's useful sometimes to make that meaning. But you know what? But we're, we're meaning-making machines. And as yeah. human beings, we yeah. get to create the meanings that are going to serve us the most, that are most useful for us. So like, I chose to create that meaning so that I could be reminded of the divinity in the universe. This universe yeah. led me to finding this stone, which then allowed me to have that cathartic release and give him something to anchor onto because he had created this new intention and he needed a reminder of our time together. So now his, that stone is now sitting in his office and he looks at it every day. That's and good. like, you see that? Like it's yes. beautiful in the way that it works. And like mm-hmm. that to me is, is an example of a high. Like when I realized that I was like, Oh my God, like I love the universe. I love this life. I love like, I was so ecstatic and so trusting and so ready. I was like, holy shit. Yes, this is exactly what I needed. Like, thank you, universe. More, please. I was so excited. So that was one of the biggest highs. I guess one of the biggest lows was uh, just feeling um, I'm, I'm going through a, a transition period right now in one of my companies where it's, it's just a, a lot of like I'm, I'm stepping down from, from roles in my company that that normally required me. And there was just a lot of insecurity around stepping away and, and, and stepping into bigger shoes and being a leader in, in more magnanimous ways. And that created a whole slew of insecurities and conversations that I had to have with myself that were very, very, very deep and dark in nature. But that was all part of the chrysalis too. It was beautiful in its own way. Like I don't know if I've felt those feelings of insecurity, of, 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 of lack of worthiness, of letting go of something that meant so much to me in those ways, right? Like letting go of identities that don't serve and stepping into new ones. And so there's, there's just a lot of beauty in life and, and life showing and life being so delicately life and being present through all of it. But that was, it's just, it's, it's, it's the little things. It's those little moments that create the highs and lows for me. That's what's beautiful about this podcast or this, this, this share. And I hope for everybody listening, like 
you don't have to have these big things happen for you to experience massive levels of fulfillment and passion and, and love and expansion and joy and sadness and grief. Life is, you get to create the meaning. The feeling is separate from the, from the actual thing itself. So you get to create the meaning that allows you to create the feeling. That's the beautiful choice. And that's true power, I think, for me at least. Whole, whole true power is recognizing that you get to create the feeling and you get to create the meaning. And you get to experience the life that is happening in every moment. And what I loved about your share there about the, the highs and the lows, it, it was less about the actual outcome and more about who you were like being in those moments, like that real understanding of who you were and what you were able to take away from that. That feels, that feels really empowering because I feel that's, that's a powerful way to grow as well. It's not just about what you do, it's like who you are being and, and how that can continually expand and evolve. Thanks for sharing that. I'd love to, like you said at the beginning about how this was about making this your best year yet. So as you look at the trajectory you've created, can you like maybe share a word? What, what is the word you'd use to describe the month that is now closed? And then how is that, how's that created like a, a bead or a rock for the, f- the first of the month? And how is that trajectory now moving forward? What is the thread, I guess I'm asking? So the thread for me, or the commitment, the intention I'm making going into February is to create the feeling within myself, like feel the wholeness within myself, and from that space, make decisions. From that space, respond. From that space, grow, give, collaborate. It's always returning. It's, it's starting with me, starting the feeling with myself, and then going, instead of waiting for something outside of me to create that feeling or waiting for something outside of me. It's, it's bringing more agency and control back into how I feel. Like I've always believed that the only two parts of your day that you can control are when you wake up and how you wake up and how you go to sleep. It's the same thing, but you can bring more agency into like, into feeling, which is when you can recognize that all feelings start and end with you. When you can start from that place and finish from that place, like, that's what I think allows you to have, have more dance. And I'm committing to practicing that, to breathing in my own wholeness and then creating from that space and, and dancing and recognizing that no matter what is happening, the universe is actually doing it all. I'm just a participant in this dance. And yes, I have a unique set of skill sets. I have unique desires. I have a creative life force that is, that is passionate and, and itching to create value in the world. And I'm going to continue being that space while also recognizing that nothing outside of me can allow me to feel the way I want to feel. That's, 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 that's me. That's a choice that I get to make any moment I'm alive. I love that. Um, what would be your one word, one word for the month? Um, trust, I think. Trust. I love that. If I had to think of one, it's trust. It's love, uh, self-love, trust. Um, wholeness really it's it's beginning with myself like that's the the inception the inception point is is what i I want to be the inception of the inception point of of everything wow inception i love that i think we should stick with inception because as it was january inception how is this going to unfold for the rest of the month and so final question Hmm. how did you stay grounded this month 
How did I stay grounded this month? Crystals. <laughs> Weirdly, like I, I've had such a delicious month with um, discovering uh, crystals and, you know, just having fun with them. Like they've been a really fun thing for me to introduce into my life. Like I've got this little crystal, really tiny one sitting next to me right now. I carry little crystals in my pocket just to remind myself of like the commitments that I make. Right. So like, I think, I think having tokens to Mm -hmm. like tokens or jewelry or little totems to like remind you of a commitment you make to yourself is a really powerful way to just come back to the present moment. Like, and for me, I think crystals and little stones and little, 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 little pieces of little, little just reminders like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That rock I bought when I made the intention to connect with myself. Like, it's cool that, like, so that's been my way of staying grounded is just using these little, um, using mother nature and her, and her infinite beauty to connect with, um, connect with myself and, and go deeper into myself and, and know that we are, we all come from mother nature, right? Like, although this is something that's outside of me, it's okay. It's nature. Like we need help. Uh, and whatever you feel like you can call on yourself to create that feeling, I think it's okay. So anyways, that's been my way of how I stay grounded. Beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. Oh man. What a, what a delicious episode. Um, Georgina, I'm so grateful, uh, for this and, um, everybody listening. So I want to leave you guys with some homework. One of the things I would love to know if you're following me on Instagram, uh, which is where I'm most active, what I would love for you to do is for you to send me a message. Send me a message that shares what was one big takeaway from this episode for you and how is that takeaway going to influence the next month for you? Like, what did you learn from this episode that you're going to apply uh, in February? And I would love to know that from you guys. You guys can screenshot the podcast and tag me on social, Raj, at Raj underscore Jana, or you can message me, I don't care. But that's one thing I just want to, I I want to hear from you guys and I want to know because uh, it's one thing to listen to a reflection episode. It's another thing to take this reflection episode and apply it to what you're feeling about your month and how you're going to take that into February. So that's, that's all I got. Everybody, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your old friend, Georgina. And from us, Stay Grounded. We'll chat soon. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.